Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 127 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I'm here with Matt. Hello. And I definitely had to look at what number it was because I didn't remember in the moment. Well, yeah. it's right up at the top for you. No, I know. I just had to switch over to that tab. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. now I look at your face in right. our video recording thing here. Yeah. And now we don't record our faces. Now, yeah. So. Now we don't have to record our faces that mm-hmm. we didn't even use anyways, but now we can still see for the added, you know, just bonus effect. Right. It, it just enhances the, the experience for us, you know. It does. So I was going to say this next week, there will be something that I would, t- I will talk about at the beginning. So, you know how I was re- subscribing to those video retro video game magazines. Right. Right. So I have received two more since the first one, the one mm. before was not as exciting. Cause it was like EGM from 2007 and it had like a preview of like saints row two or whatever. So I didn't really look too deeply into that, but the one that came yesterday is from 1992 Oh. And it is Sega Visions magazine, and it has a preview of Sonic 2. Like, it was mm. bef- a magazine from before Sonic 2 came out when we were, like, two years <laughs> old or younger. Right. Um, I have not, like, been able to fully look through it yet, but I don't worry. I will look through that, and it will be an amazing experience, I am sure. I kind of want to just check out the 2007 and just even if we just kind of like look at maybe some of the reviews and stuff. Just yeah, to just to see. see what they were like. But yeah, I, yeah. when I opened the thing and I saw it was from 1992, yeah, it was yeah. a, a preview for Sonic 2. I was like, this magazine is going to be <laughs> buck ass wild because also <laughs> it's like an official Sega magazine. So I bet they just like shit all over Nintendo in it. Mm. And I, because that was where they were running their ad campaign, like Sega does what Nintendo don't. Mm. And they were like trying to make the Genesis seem like the most extreme cool guy thing <laughs> ever to have existed in all their ads. So I, I cannot wait to bust into that and just be uh-huh. like, oh my God. And like the cover, it, it looks like it's straight out of the 90s also. So like I think the, the cover is perfect. Just so sick. Can you show it to me? I know not, not yeah, good, yeah, yeah. good podcasting, but I can at least see it. Yeah, it was uh, it also cost three dollars and fifty cents. Oh, oh, yeah. That like it's got the skull. Yeah, that's yeah, like it's robotic. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like the fucking things on the front are like written in comic sans, which mm-hmm. no reasonable human would use in 2021. Like it. It's uh, it's awesome. I'm very excited <laughs> because I I I I couldn't believe I got EGM twice in a row because like all these other people were like, oh yeah, I have this like Nintendo magazine that only existed for five months or whatever, mm. and I was just like, man, I want stuff like this. So right, right. Sega Visions, I will take because I I probably was subscri- I probably have the other issue of EGM like in my house already <laughs> from 2007. I mean it's still interesting to see stuff from those times yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Like, look especially because of how like print is not huge anymore like it's basically just game informer and edge and like that's literally right. it so and and like i don't know like I, th- I think it's a very interesting it's just like a snapshot of like that time oh yeah it is a games. snapshot of that time period but yeah i Something about the fact that this is from a time when I was barely cognizant of my right, own existence right. is like next level. <laughs> Willie didn't even exist. I know my brother was negative four years <laughs> old. <laughs> so like that, that's insane. And the fact that it caught $3 and 50 cents, like that's so cheap. It's fucking nuts. Well, I mean, how much do they cost now? They would probably cost like seven to $10. 
but like you can sign up for like Game Informer for like twenty bucks. You can, but I think this copy of EGM is like twelve bucks or something. Mm. Especially, I, but I mean, those are when you subscribe, you get discounts. When you buy them from the yeah, store or whatever, right? Right, I understand that. I'm just thinking, like, I mean, like, it's not that much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. you're, you're twenty bucks or twenty five bucks or whatever it is, a couple dollars a month. So. And what I also think is funny about this one is the other ones came straight from like the publisher, so they didn't have the mailing address on them or anything. It's just like has mm. a slot, but it's blank. This one is not blank, and the name is crossed out. So this like somebody got this like in the mail. <laughs> Well, that makes sense, and then they it probably does. just donated it to the. No, yeah, and that historical. makes sense. But I just think it's funny because, like, yeah, this one someone owned. They wanted to know about Sonic Two. They were and ready. The, the crazy thing is, like, somebody owned it, and it looks pretty pristine. Oh, it me. is. It is way pristine, and that's why they send you the like certificate of authenticity with each mm-hmm. one wrapped in the the plastic or whatever. Right. So. Yeah, that's cool. Because I had totally forgotten this one was even coming until mm. I saw people on that day posting theirs on Twitter. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm ready. Because this time, for some reason, I didn't get the email that it was shipping, only that it had been delivered. So. Mm. Well, that's yeah. a fun surprise for, for Yeah, so, so uh, for next, next, week? Week, next week I will have to look into that. And I'm mm-hmm. very excited to look at both of those. So. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have some other good news, Manny. Oh, yeah? What's that? uh watchdogs legion now has on on online mode i yeah so like yeah our friend texted us this <laughs> and said hey uh-huh. guys watchdogs legion <laughs> has multiplayer mode now and i like <laughs> i sat there i sat there stunned for a moment because i was like oh fuck they did say that this was going to have multiplayer like that's not like a ghost of Tsushima thing where they were just like oh by the way now it has this whole multiplayer mode like they sold watchdogs legion while they were talking about how it would like have multiplayer and like that just evaporated (laughs) from my mind space like I I could not have cared less and it was just like oh fuck they're still supporting this game like Mm -hmm. holy shit well it's Ubisoft they so I can't remember. Did Watch Dogs 2 have multiplayer of some kind? I don't know. I didn't. I can't remember. Like, I thought maybe it had, like, Deathmatch. I don't know. And uh, Manny's looking it up on, on Google. Yes, it did. Watch Dogs 2 did have multiplayer. Okay. They can explore the open world and complete missions together. Oh, weird. That's not what this one is like, I don't think, is it? I mean, I guess I have no idea. what. It, I didn't what look into like. it because I didn't care. Because who gives a shit? But that, I can't, like, good on Ubisoft, <laughs> I guess. Like, if you're, if you liked Watch Dogs Legion, which, like, people did, not me. Uh, I thought it was all right. Yeah, and you thought it was all right enough. I to went on the right, right. That's that's. Uh... Um, but like, yeah, I mean, if Ubisoft does support their games, like if mm-hmm. nothing else, they support their games and like pretty meaningful ways after launch. Yeah, yeah. So, and like, uh... like even like, uh, what the fuck was it? Uh, what the hell? I, I could help you maybe if you. What was Cocaine Mountain Two? Oh, um. <laughs> Why can't I think of the name? Ghost Recon, Ghost not Breakpoint, not Breakpoint, yeah. but um, no, Wildlands. I, I, Wildlands. I was, Wildlands was the first one, but I was thinking about Breakpoint. 
I oh, just, okay. I couldn't even remember the first one's name. Uh, well, no, yeah. the Breakpoint is the most recent one, not the first. No, one. I know, but like it came out and was like pretty broken. But like oh, we yeah. have stopped following that. But they supported that a lot. Like mm. when people complained, they added in the AI companions. Uh, well, no, they announced they were going to do that before they launched. Well, the they game. did that because of the beta, I think. Right. I yes. think people complained in the beta, and then no, it was like, like right oh. after E3 they complained. Remember? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I actually liked Breakpoint. I, I know, was... but I, I am under the impression that they have also improved that game a lot mm. since then. But it's just like people usually move on from those types of games quickly if they're broken or it, they don't like them very much. So It was super broken. Yeah, yeah. But it seems like they have fixed a lot of that stuff and like added more content or whatever. Mm. So like that, that's cool. And I mean, the division silently gets updates all the time and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. Ubisoft is good at that. Yes. Like, um, you know that if you buy their games, they're probably going to get support for a long time. I yeah. guess Watch, Watch Dogs, I would not have expected that, really, because it's like a sort of a different type of game. Um, but, I mean, multiplayer, sure. Yeah. Which, I mean, they did say they were going to add it on. They were going to add it eventually. So Yeah, I mean, and that just broke my brain because I didn't fucking remember that at all. I, I mean, just, I like, I don't want to be mean to Justin, but I don't know if that warranted a text to all of us. So. No, it did. He was, He knew we'd be <laughs> excited. Because, like, I think he played it like you and was like, oh, I don't like this. And then switched to Assassin's Creed right after that. So. I I think it was good because I I would have skipped over any news article that had Watchdogs Legion in the title and not even known this was happening. I did get the email the next day, so Justin was like, he was paying attention way before. He was just like he was a hound. I have to give him credit for that one. I did. I received no email, <laughs> and if I did, I for sure didn't see it. So that's that's awesome. Mm. Um, in other news, uh, Bethesda has officially joined Microsoft. Uh, yes, they have done that. Um, which uh, Phil Spencer issued a statement, and I don't think I need to read the whole statement, but basically he said Bethesda games, after like they have a couple contracts that like they have to be PlayStation exclusives, but then after that, uh, Bethesda games will only be released on platforms where there's Game Pass, meaning PC steam well like the pc window store steam and xbox are pretty much where all bethesda games are going to be which is not that surprising which also like the way this is worded is basically in my hot take that the elder scrolls will be on everything why do you say that because he said in specific cases like, they would actually be stupid to not put the Elder Scrolls and Fallout on every platform. Like, they would lose money by, like, hand over fist. Like it's Oh, because reason. even if... Okay, even in the future, there might be games with either contractual things or legacy on different platforms. Yes. So, okay, so, like, they are giving themselves a little bit of sure for Elder yes, Scrolls. Yes, because, because, like... To me, what would make sense is, and I, I talked to someone else about this, uh, I think that specifically like Elder Scrolls and maybe Starfield, but almost certainly Fallout, would be on all three because they will make mm. way more money that way and then right, people right. will be less shitty about it. And then things like Doom, Wolfenstein. Doom and Wolfenstein would be the Game Pass games because those would be like more single player games that have less gameplay quote-unquote um well and less of an audience i mean like yeah, it, is, it is odd it is right. awesome but like they are not 
at the Elder Scrolls level of like selling copies. No, no, no. So like, I think those are the types of things that you would use mm-hmm. to hook people in with Game Pass right, and stuff right. like that. Whereas like, I, I get where like if I was Microsoft, I would make the Elder Scrolls be exclusive to Game Pass because then it's like forcing people to get into your ecosystem, right? Right, right. But then on the other end, you're going to have people like roasting you because you're holding their favorite franchise hostage. Which, as I said, like if you are a f- if you play video games, if you're a fan of video games and you don't have a decent PC. It will be worth getting the Xbox One S, or not the the One S, but like the the Xbox Series S, the the, the cheaper three hundred dollar mm-hmm. one, and just making that your Game Pass machine. I think it'll be worth doing that, and I assume that's what your plan is to do. Uh yeah, I and also on the other end of that, I was also thinking about like when he says legacy, I feel mm-hmm. like the next Wolfenstein game has to come to other platforms. <laughs> Uh, that could probably be just because like, I mean, I get that they could make it a Mm -hmm. game pass exclusive, but that seems fucked. Like if you played Wolfenstein, (laughs) the first two on PlayStation, you're like, oh, well, you technically four. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the end to this trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. That seems so fucked. (laughs) It does. Yes. To be like, ah, yes, this last one get fucked. It's only on our thing. So I, I, who knows, man. And they, he is also given like statements contradictory to this one as well. Mm-hmm. But it, to me, it would be like the Minecraft thing. It's like they did not lock Minecraft away right, right. and like only make it get updated on Xbox. So I think it will be like a situation by situation type thing. And it's probably also one of those things where like uh, any game going forward that they had never started development on. Sure. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll only be on Xbox, but like you have to imagine that like for Starfield and the elder scrolls, they had already spent a huge chunk of development time developing a PlayStation version right, as well. Right. And which throw... I don't know how much harder it is to do PlayStation and Xbox. Well, yeah, but it. I mean, you still have to optimize specifically for it. So like yeah, the controller th- and stuff. Thro- throwing away that right, right. seems uh, dumb on their part, but. Uh, I don't know. But in addition to this, they also added 20 games to Game Pass, which some of these were already on Game Pass, but I assume it's just like now they're officially there and you don't have to worry about them leaving. But they added uh, Dishonored, Dishonored 2, the original Doom, Doom 2, Doom 64, Manny. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yes, that was Uh, first on Switch. uh, Doom 3 doom eternal so they didn't do doom 2016 which i think is interesting uh wasn't doom 2016 already on game pass no doom eternal is interesting uh it was doom 2016 was before but it was taken off at some point okay uh fallout new vegas is now uh yeah fallout new vegas fallout 4 fallout 76 which was already on there as well uh prey rage 2 Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim, The Elder Scrolls Online, which I also think was already on there, uh, The Evil Within, Wolfenstein The New Order, uh, Wolfenstein The Old Blood, and then Wolfenstein uh, Youngblood, uh, which, once again, they're missing the most uh, recent, well, I guess I shouldn't say, the second Wolfenstein game uh, as well. But I think that one, my guess is they're holding off on that one, and they're going to release that one right around probably a month or two before they announced Wolf, uh, Wolfenstein 3. Mm. 
and then they'll be like, hey, you should check out Wolfenstein 2 right before you play Wolfenstein 3. That would be my guess, at least, to kind of just build up some hype for Wolfenstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. So, yeah, uh, that's that's neat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then moving on to other news, Dying Light 2. Uh, we're getting an announcement next week, Manny. Are you excited about this? It's a dev update. This yeah. game, dude. This game. I feel so bad for this game because when they showed that first demo mm-hmm. to press, people were like, yo, this game is awesome and it seems like wildly ambitious. And then every announcement after that was about how they're like delaying it or scaling it back because it was too much. And like, I just don't think this game's going to be that awesome now and they like had a lot of people leave the project like this game seems Mm. like it's been having a rough time well didn't the like the one of the lead writers he have some like seriously like me too movement issues oh maybe i don't remember that but i i who knows i mean i just remember this game every article about it is like oh shit is going so sideways uh so I'm curious to see what this is. Like this wasn't the type of game that I would buy, but at least people were saying very interesting things about it. Um, so maybe now they are going to give a release date. Like maybe it's going to come out this year mm-hmm. at the end of the year, but who knows? Cause it seems like one of those things where they just stopped showing it all together until they could actually have something more concrete to show. Right. So maybe they're finally ready to be like, ah, oh, yes, this is what this game actually is now. But I have a feeling it's going to be like a Bioshock Infinite situation where like anyone who saw the early demos was like, yo, this thing was fucking wild. And then everything after that was like, oh, yeah, it's like the shell of what they wanted to do, but then realized that they couldn't do it. Yeah, Chris, Chris Avalone. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. He, he used had, to work at Obsidian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he worked. He, well, he was working on Dying Light 2. Mm. And then he had the sexual harassment claims last year when all that was happening. And um, so mm. and he was let go. So, yes. Yeah. But it seems like oh, their lead writer <laughs> left, which we didn't talk about this. January 8th, 2021, the lead writer left. <laughs> so, Because <laughs> uh, that's what I initially typed in was Dying Light to lead writer leaves. And then it comes up January 8th, 2021, the lead writer left. So it's like, oh, no, they've lost a couple uh, lead writers within the less than a year less than a year so that's not good yeah that's not too great in a game that is supposed <laughs> yeah. to be all about narrative choice but mm-hmm. I, I mean like it's also one of those things where like maybe their work was mostly done you know what i mean uh hopefully hopefully so but that's also not good news if they ever wanted to like maybe do like dying light three or something or... uh yeah i mean this game would probably have to sell extraordinarily well for them to continue this franchise sure and it's probably not going to do that uh, I mean, the first one sold pretty well for them, I think. So it's, if people are were on board with that, they'll probably be on board with this one. So, so yep. that's uh, keep an eye out for Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get a release date or something. Mm. 
And this next one, I did not put the date on here, but I believe it is March 18th. Square Enix having a spring 2021 stream, except to my dismay, it is not any of their Japanese uh, development studios. So I immediately lost all interest when I was looking at this. It is only their Western studios, uh, but they basically headlined this with saying they are announcing the next Life is Strange game. So uh, Life is Strange 3 or possibly like the equivalent to whatever the hell that other one was called. The prequel one that I can't remember before the storm. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Before the storm. Uh, also, I knew you would be excited about this. Uh, Ubisoft, Ubisoft, uh, Square Enix Montreal will be showing a new mobile game. Ooh, uh, that's very exciting. Just Cause Mobile will be shown. They're going to talk about the Avengers. That's great for everybody. Uh, it's Tomb Raider's 25th anniversary, so we can get dumped a bunch of shitty ports of old Tomb Raider games, probably. All around the stream sounds really great, is what I'm saying. Do you think we'll get an announcement for, like, I don't want to call it a four, like, like, but do you think we'll get, like, a Tomb Raider 4 type of situation? I don't. I think you, we're going like, to get a bunch of shitty old Tomb Raider ports. Because what if Crystal Dynamics just gave up on Marvel and went back to what they're good at? They can't. They're held hostage. <laughs> By because, Disney? By the uh, mouse? I don't know. They still <laughs> have to put out Spider-Man for the PlayStation versions. They have to put out Ant-Man because they promised Ant-Man. Uh, and I would guess that they're supposed to do a lot with that product what Still. if what if they just anthemed it but they not can. waited what but not like hey we're gonna fix this and then just like a year later cancel the whole thing just cancel it now it's already too late for them to do that because they have already supported it more than anthem was supported there has been two oh my brand god new characters. There have been oh more that's so true that's so uh, true. yeah so they're still rocking See, they're already doing better than anthem and they can just call it quits now yeah well they're not gonna there's no. at least at least two more characters. I'm sure they're going to announce some other dumb new character mm. in this uh, live stream. Uh, but yeah, I immediately saw that they weren't going to talk about Final Fantasy 16 or anything of that like and was like, wow, you guys did me dirty by saying this is Square Enix Spring 2021. <laughs> well, like, other than like Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix Montreal, like what else does Square Enix have in the West? uh avalanche avalanche yeah they make just cause right right uh wait are are they square enix exclusive they are are they're owned by exclusive? there are okay. multiple avalanche studios well because like that's also confusing because there's multiple avalanche studios that are completely different as well there are but yes yeah, so they so square enix is all about just cause they used to be all about Hitman, but they let him go. Yeah, they were just like, I O, like you guys are successful and know what you're doing, so Bye. goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so like I, I don't know. Yeah. Like it just it's also weird to me because I I guess maybe like because they wouldn't talk about Final Fantasy 14 because the fan fest is coming up soon so they can talk about it there. Right. Usually like Japanese things like Jump Festa or where they talk about Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts. But like if they truly want me to believe that Final Fantasy 16 is coming out this fall, like you got, 
you gotta say that pretty soon i think uh and like they're closing down the kingdom hearts uh mobile game soon because the story is ending so like they have to talk about the new kingdom hearts mobile game that is coming out or like a new kingdom hearts game uh they can still show gameplay of final fantasy 7 intergrade so it just seems weird that their japanese studios are nowhere to be seen at this thing uh but who knows man uh, yeah i'm just i'm just trying to figure out if they have anything else but like i don't really i don't, I don't really think so i mean i, I think it's think mostly so. just their japanese studios yeah, I can't. I, I'm not seeing anything else that they really have in the West, unless they have like some maybe like, like second, you know, <clears throat> uh, like they're working with like some indie developer to make something, which I don't. I don't know. I yeah, Square Enix I is know. the most like it's just like I don't understand what they're doing ever. <laughs> they just seem to exist, and then they somehow make these games that like end up being like super popular and super successful i understand how their japanese branch works yeah but even the japanese branch was like not doing well for the longest time and they were being supported by like the western branches for a while well yeah but like now also they are re-releasing literally every popular square rpg ever conceived like except for chrono trigger except for i mean chrono trigger got released on the ds in the mid 2000s right 2008 or 9 but um like yeah they then they put out the chrono trigger steam version that was a pile of dog shit but like mm-hmm. they have been re-releasing every saga game because those never came out in the u.s and now they're localizing them like saga frontier comes out like a month from today i think and like i will play that and they're remastering all those saga games and they have dragon quest still like they do a lot of stuff that is very popular so it's yeah like, yeah, yeah blows my mind that well, and like Final Fantasy VII remake. Like, oh yeah, and like just inter- printed money. They had just announced Intergrade too, and like <clears throat> right. maybe to be fair, maybe they are waiting for the one year exclusivity deal for FF Seven to be up, so they can announce that it's also coming to Steam and Xbox. But then instead of just having a stream about that, also talk about the stupid mobile games and Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy fourteen or whatever the fuck else they got going on, whatever dumb fucking spinoff thing they want to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Which, like, why are they making Final Fantasy VII spinoff things when they're making like fifteen different versions of the Final Fantasy VII anyway? So, like, they're why only not... made, it's only one. It's only one. What do you mean? It's going to be multiple. I, I mean, like, if there's going to be multiple iterations of it, or whatever you want to call it. Like, well, yeah, but like the spinoffs are about the uh, the old timeline. Yeah, but couldn't they just like like fit that into the actual game? No, no, that too confusing. That would blow people's minds. That would be like more than Kingdom Hearts level of shit because they're okay. it's all because they're already trying to say like multiple timelines are happening in a Final Fantasy VII remake now. Sure, like okay. the uh, the ending. Oh God. Okay, we can't get into. We this. can't. We can't do it. <laughs> uh, so that's stupid, but the uh-huh. most exciting thing of this week I was not ready for, and I'm so fucking excited because mm-hmm. I saw people say, hey, someone is making a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles beat-em-up game, and I said, boy, that sucks, because I really like Turtles in Time, and then when Turtles in Time got remastered on the Xbox 360, it was, like, shittier, and then I saw that Tribute and .mu were working on it, and I was like, oh, fuck. 
we are in and the trailer is a remix of the 1980s ninja turtles <laughs> tv show theme song and then they showed the pixel art and i was like oh my god i will play this game i'm so fucking ready and then i started reading teenage mutant ninja turtles new comic book runs and so now i have another problem another money sink uh the first <laughs> the first volume came today Ooh. and they don't release them in soft cover yet so i have to buy them in hardcover which is way more expensive so uh if i like this first one i will have a problem but anyways this game looks sick and they said it's coming soon quote unquote so like who knows and it has really good music in the trailer uh and it the gameplay looks tight just like turtles in time you pick up the pizza you fight the foot clan Bebop and like Rocksteady oh yeah i i okay. still i play like turtles in time like once a year oh okay it's fucking tight um and like so because dot mu i believe they are involved in streets of rage 4 they know how to make me a good beat-em-up game that actually has mechanics sure instead sure. of like regular just beat-em-up action so i this is gonna be i'm so excited mm. i will play this yeah i just have a hard time like the spatial awareness mm. with those games where like i feel like i'm missing a lot more than i ideally want to but yeah, like I played Turtles in Time to completion at Chuck E. Cheese when I was a child. Mm. And then when I was able to purchase it for the Super Nintendo, my tiny mind was blown that I could have that game in my home. Mm. And I played that game so much and I still play it every so often. So like when that remake was announced in like the mid 2000s i was very excited but it was like the art style wasn't as good and it like was mostly the same game so nothing was exciting but this is actually different to me the thing that seems weird about it is like there is a current nickelodeon cartoon going on and like they're this newest run of comics is like very popular but the time period they chose is like the ninja turtles from the 1980s I bet they're going for nostalgia. It is. I, I think they're specifically going for nostalgia of the Ninja Turtles NES beat em up game and Turtles sure. in Time. So it looks like that. And like the sprite work is pretty cool. Um, because if you it, think about Oh, sorry. I was just oh, gonna, no, you're good. You can... I was going to say, like, if you think about it, like, who's going to buy this game? It's the people who had those games yeah, yeah. back in the day. You're not going to get like 10 year old kids like wanting to play some beat them up. That I don't, I don't think that is true. I think really that, I, for sure, because that cartoon is wicked popular, <laughs> but I think they'd be buying it because they think they like, they like, they the Ninja like turtles. They like the Ninja turtles, not because they necessarily want to play like a teenage mutant Ninja turtle beat them up. Well, true, but kids also don't give a shit what any game genre is if it has oh. something they want to play in it. Sure, sure. So, I don't know. And also, like, in the intro thing, they show April and Casey fighting. So, mm. it is possible because, like, a lot of these newer .mu beat-em-up games, they don't just have the original characters. So, like, if you could unlock, like, April and Casey and stuff, I think that would be really cool um donatello was always my go-to character in these games because he has slightly longer reach mm. because of his bow staff uh but yeah i don't know it looks really cool and the fact that it's tribute and way forward tribute does like really good work in other stuff like they've made flint hook they made mercenary kings so their pixel artwork is very good usually they do very well with gameplay and mu is good at setting all that stuff up and putting it together mm. like they did the remaster of uh fucking wind jammers oh 
so yeah, .mu does a lot of good emulation work generally, right, but they right. also have been better at uh, making new games recently. So, <sighs> and Nickelodeon's name is on that, so it is like loosely associated with them because they might own the Turtles license right now. I think is the case. I think the the it is on. It is on Nickelodeon Nintendo or Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Yeah. Like, so I think they own the license for that stuff outside of comics right now. So hmm. it makes sense that they right, right. be involved. Um, so I was so psyched about that. And when they said coming soon, I assume that means like May. Hmm. That's but cool. They gave no real time frame other than coming soon. So uh, that is all the news I've got. Yeah, that's that's all the news I found. Uh, so we'll uh, move into the games we've been playing, which we yes. both played video games this week. We did. Is, uh, uh, you played a bunch of them. Uh, yeah, I did the same thing of like, just like, surprise me. And I had some success this week, Manny. <laughs> oh, good. I didn't care for Dead Rising. I only played that one for about an hour. Oh, uh, yeah. The, well, this the original was... Dead Rising is probably wicked hard to go back to. It was not easy going back to. It's a 360 launch game. Yes, so I was not into it as much, but I always kind of wanted to at least try the Dead Rising series because, like, there's what mm-hmm. been four of them mm-hmm. now. So I just kind of wanted to see what it was about, and it, it does seem kind of wacky, and like it's all about like customizing, like getting different. Um, yeah, you get the sweet weapon combos, right, and mm-hmm. just different things like that. But it, I, you and I are very similar in that we're not big into zombies. Yes, definitely not. Uh so like a game where it's all about just like styling on those zombies um not really my thing so that was uh, the original game that uh showed people they needed to buy hd tvs mm. because if you played that game on an sd tv the text was literally impossible to read oh so they did a good job planning for that then uh yes mm-hmm. so mm. uh good job capcom good job capcom <laughs> Uh, but then I, so I was like, oh, I don't know about this one. So then I kind of switched over and then Dead Space came on. I was like, oh, two deads in a row. That's kind of weird. Uh, uh, this one, this one's only like a year or two older than Dead Rising, but I'm like, this actually has aged pretty well. I'm, I'm actually pretty impressed with Dead Space. Um, yeah. It's a good thing. The developer's gone. Yeah. Visceral. Bye bye. <laughs> um, my only quote unquote complaint is I don't think the map is very good. It's okay. like a 3D map, and it's it's kind of confusing to uh, to read. But it does this thing where if you click in, I can't remember if it's the left or right stick, but one of them, it literally will just like take a line and show you exactly where you need to go, uh, which is odd because I've never really seen that too much in video games. Uh, and the game that I also played earlier this week was Outriders, the demo beta, and it does the exact same thing where it like has a line and it takes you directly to where you want to go. So kind of weird how those two games do that. So like when, a lot of times with Dead Space, I'm looking at the map, I'm going like, I, where am I supposed to go? Because like it is a bit of a, like you've got to backtrack a little bit and get new things and stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, I just kind of click in that stick and then I'm kind of off on uh off to where i'm going that one i haven't played too much uh but i've 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 put in a couple hours and i'll definitely continue to to play through that one uh the big thing i definitely played this week was monster train Mm. uh which uh if you've played slay the spire monster train is very similar to that except easier Mm -hmm. my brother beat it his first go (laughs) i did not do that but i beat it (laughs) 
what I liked about it is like I made it about halfway, but I felt pretty good about my first run. The next run, I made it a little further. The next run, I made it a little further. The next run, I made it a little further. And then the, by the fifth run, I beat it. So I just, I, I felt that progression and I was like, okay, I'm into this progression. And then I unlocked like, cause like what these games do is they unlock harder modes and I've been struggling with that second one mm-hmm. since, but I'm not like the card strategizer that like smarter people are. So like I'm <laughs> struggling a bit, but like, I am just kind of like, now I'm just kind of just playing through it. Cause they have five different factions or whatever you want to call it. Like there's like the demons, the red, then there's like a grassy green. That's all about like regeneration and stuff. Mm. Um, then there's like a purple, like, and it's all about like doing dark magic and stuff. So I've just been kind of like, cause like you pick basically two and then you like, like that's the combination for that run. You have those two combinations. I've been just kind of trying to unlock and just kind of level up each one. Cause as you level up each faction, you get like better cards and stuff and, so that's what I've been just kind of doing. And I, I've probably put in about 10 hours. Um, and I, I still have yet to beat the, that like with the, what I think they call it a covenant the with like one covenant. But I, my last run, I tried some, some stuff out and I'm like, I am into this. I think if I can get the right setup, I can, you know, get through this. So like, I'm very excited to just kind of keep messing around with monster train for a bit because Slay the Spire was too difficult, and I mm-hmm. found it just like very frustrating. And the runs took way too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, where this, it, the runs are taking probably like twenty to thirty minutes, okay. which is still pretty long for a roguelike. But I mean, when you're when you're factoring in, it's a card based roguelike. Um, it's it's not as frustrating because like, and, and I'm still getting experience, and I do feel like I'm meaningfully leveling up. Where I didn't feel like I was leveling up meaningfully. Uh, with uh, with uh, Slay the Spire, so mm-hmm. where I know, like uh, you know, someone playing Slay the Spire, and it sounds like a horrible experience because like he has been trying over and over again, and he can't even beat it. Yes. Uh, so yes. Uh, and then, do you want me to talk about Outriders? Yeah, I'm curious. Did you guys play this for like less than an hour, or like about uh, an hour? Uh, probably an hour, hour and a half. Okay, because like. I you guys were like okay we're gonna play and then mm-hmm. I said I'm I'll sit out because it's only three person squads like Destiny and right. then like I felt like it was like forty minutes later Nukio texted me saying something like as if he was like already done yeah and yeah I was like what the fuck did it suck that bad it didn't suck there was just not a lot in it oh, okay because uh, like don't you have to play the first like mission or two by yourself to even yes. get to the hub yeah yeah. And then once you get to the hub, there's, like, one mission that you can do with other people. Oh, okay. Uh, and there's, like, one main mission and then, like, a couple side stuff, and that's basically it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's maybe an hour, hour and a half of stuff. Uh, I'm sorry, you had a question? Oh, I was going to say, I think part of that is because the progress carries over to the actual game. Yes, which there are some people who have, like, maxed stuff out already. And it's like, what are you doing with your life? Like, why are you I mean, you people doing- really like it, so... Uh, it's fine to me. Yeah. Um, it's fine. Like that's that's my big take is like I would put this and I know this is gonna sound worse than I mean it, but I would put this on like the Avengers level. Mm. Where I'm like, this is okay. I might pick this up when it's like twenty dollars or something. I'm much more likely to pick up Avengers, but that's just because like I care about Avengers more than this. 
Uh, I don't know. Like, this is something that I think it's all right. It's a competent third-person cover shooter. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's, you know, the fact that it's multiplayer-based has got me, like, less interested. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where, like, I just kind of look at these games and I think of, like, what we talked about earlier with Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I would much rather just play something like that, just an open-world game where I'm getting loot and I can just, like mindlessly just run around an open world i would much rather have that than like some multiplayer game Mm. but that but that's just personal preference type of thing i absolutely could see people getting into this but i just i don't think it's quite for me even though i do really like third person shooters what class did you play i played it's like a fire oh that class seems like the one i would like the least i think because you have Mm. to you can't regen your health without killing something with fire. Yeah. Which I mean, you're, you're constantly like every 10, 15 seconds, you're getting like abilities back. So it's got that MMO where you're getting abilities and like, so you're just putting them on fire and then shooting them type of thing. So Mm. it's not that bad. Uh, You're, you're able to put people on like, you know, put them on fire fairly frequently. So uh, no, it's fine. I just kind of picked that because it was like the mid range, and I didn't. Mm. I'm not like getting up close and personal, and I'm definitely not a sniper. Mm. So I was like, that mid range is probably for me. So that's what I chose. And mm. it, uh, like, yeah, the abilities are fine. It, it's fine. Like, I could have checked, tried out some other characters and stuff, but like, it just didn't excite me enough. It just felt very mediocre to me. Personally. Yeah, the thing I don't like about people can fly games is that they're like trying so hard to be like edgy i guess is like the word i would put for it like Mm. the way people talk is just like (laughs) trying so hard to be like cool space marine but it comes off as just like what are we doing and like even all their advertising is like you look at this gun it's like made of human flesh and Mm. you're like what the fuck why like i just i don't know so there's something about like the way that their games present themselves usually like what the fuck was it in bullet storm they say something They'd be like, make up a word that has tit in it. Oh, I, can't, mm. I can't remember, but it's just like dick tits or something. And it's just like, <laughs> right, are, right. is this what we're doing? Like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? Because usually I think the mechanics in their shooters are cool. Like, right, I think right. the mechanics in Bulletstorm are interesting. Like the score based, like throw them up in the air, like fuck them up and like get a combo. Like that stuff I think is cool. But then it's usually like everything else surrounding that. I'm like, oh God, this, this is not for me. Like, this is not my sense of humor or like my right. Right, right. style so yeah i, I didn't because like i i was pretty busy sunday I, I went from one thing to the next so i was like i have an hour to basically get through the single player stuff to get to you know the multiplayer because we were planning on getting mm. together at seven so like i just kind of skipped all of the cutscenes oh, and everything. They are insufferable. Like I watched them. Like that mm. voice acting is bad. So just like, what they say is bad. Mm. Like it just is rough. Okay. B- but then I like watched the gameplay and I was like, oh, this seems like it could be cool, but it's also right, right. that kind of thing where it's like it's just a loot shooter, right? Like it is right. just it's trying to be like Destiny and the Division. So it's one of those things where like you'll get through the main story and then depending on how good the end game content is, that makes the entire game because then that's how long you want to play it. That's what the longevity is like. That's if you Mm -hmm. like the grind or not. So like, that's just not the kind of game that I am ever looking to get into unless someone tells me that shit is like the fucking greatest game that's ever been created. Yeah. But still you're looking like, I assume you would rather just like, just have something 
where it's just like an open world where you can dick around with friends type of thing, aren't you? No, like I would love to play Destiny if it wasn't uh, like the way it is i don't know like it's just one of those things where i don't find the grinding to be fun in destiny Mm. and it's just like it's because they are trying like just hard enough to be like an mmo that i don't like it i see i was thinking like borderlands something like that yeah like borderlands is fine if it didn't suck now but right but i mean like if it was more like something that is closer to pso2 Okay. Or, or not PSO2, the original PSO, where it's like you right, are right. with a squad of other people and you're just getting loot for the sake of being able to fight things that are harder. Mm. Um, that makes sense. Where Which I mean, like I guess all, most of them are just like, oh, you've got to grind your currency or like grind mm. the PvP to get this specific armor. And it's like, I'm not, I don't want to do that. I'll play an MMO. If I'm gonna go I was going to say, like, you, like uh, Final Fantasy seems to be scratching that itch for you. Yeah, like I would go play an MMO if I was going to do something like that. So it's just like, it's a weird, like, combination of genres for me that makes me right. not like it, I think. Yeah, where like, I think you and I are on the opposite sides of the spectrum, but like, <laughs> we're not liking it. Like yeah, where I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm looking for just like a good first person shooter campaign or like, just like a single player thing We're here looking for the opposite side of that, but not necessarily like, so like we have, uh, for the, for different reasons, we're not into it. So. Yeah. But like also what day does that <clears throat> game come out? Uh, outriders oh, I... april 1st so like literally it comes out five days after monster hunter rise so like i will hmm. never even try to play that sure sure so yeah and uh we got a couple games coming out here in a couple weeks that well one is definitely for both of us uh the the it what is it between uh it it takes two it, it takes, takes two, two. Uh, you know you're excited for that, Manny. Yeah, I'm so excited. And then the same day, I think Kaze comes out. So, like, those are the two games I'm planning on picking up in March. And uh... Yeah, I'm just excited for Monster Hunter because I want to mm. play it so bad. I've almost been going back to Generations Ultimate the past couple days. Hmm. Uh, uh, but you didn't because you were playing a different game. Yes, I played Loop Hero, <clears throat> which came out last Friday. Um and I had seen articles about this where people were saying that they really liked it. And now stop me if you've heard this before, but it is a card based roguelite. But I'm playing a card based roguelite. Yeah, but th- th- I know you've never heard of a card based roguelite before now. Uh, mm. But it's so like it's not actually that it, right, right. it is a lot different. So the conceit of Loop Hero is you are playing as a hero and everyone in the world has been made to forget everything like the world started over but for some reason the hero can remember specific things and by remembering specific things you are able to make things happen so like you basically start on a loop it's like a weird kind of jagged circle and the game auto plays itself so like the hero will move and uh like they'll run into an enemy and the fight will play out right but when you beat enemies, you will get cards and the cards will have things on them like a grove of trees or a rock or a mountain. And when you then play those cards down, you will get bonuses. So like for a mountain, you get plus six max max HP for a forest. Your attack is 1% faster. If you put uh, like stones and mountains next to each other then you will get like bonuses and you can figure out different bonuses and shit like that um and so the basic conceit of the game is like by you remembering these things it is like bringing the world back to life basically 
Right. Um, but then the other part of it is they will have unintended consequences as well. So it's like by remembering the good, the world itself will remember the bad. And mm. so it like brings up the question, is it worth bringing back the world if it will also bring back the bad portions of the world? Right, so like, right. for example, if you place 10 trees the game will auto spawn a village where the trees come to life and pretend to be your character. And so then there will be more enemies or like if you spawn 10 mountains, uh, it will spawn a goblin camp and then you'll have to fight goblins. If you make too many villages, it'll make a bandit camp and then you'll have to fight bandits. If you make a specific formation of mountains, it will make harpies or whatever. Um, and so basically you are trying to play the cards you are given uh, to like maximize your strength, basically. So like while you can play cards that are like add vampires to the stage with a vampire mansion, those are harder enemies, but also you get better rewards for fighting them. So like okay. what ends up happening is even though the game is mostly playing itself, when you win an encounter, which is just the game playing that out, you then get equipment and you equip the specific equipment to the character. So like you are basically just controlling the world at that point. Mm. So like, say for example, there are three classes, which is like a knight, a rogue and a necromancer. I have found the most success with the necromancer because they just summon skeletons. Um, but the necromancer like will be able to equip books, uh, a book, two rings and a necklace. And they will, you can try to go for certain sets of stuff. Like some will have health regen or some will have like, you get a weird magic barrier. Whereas mm -hmm. like recently I've been trying to do well with the rogue and you, I have been trying to go for max evasion. So the run I had before the podcast, I was screaming because I had 75% evasion chance and I was still getting hit every turn. And I was like, Oh my God, RNG, you fucking stupid <laughs> game. Um, and as you go and you beat the enemies, you're collecting resources and then you can build uh, stuff inside the town, which will make you stronger on your next run. Um, mm -hmm. But you can also get out of runs early. So like if you gauge like, oh, I've gone around. So each loop you make around the circle, the enemies get stronger. Right. And so you can kind of gauge when you're at town, like you can retreat and leave with all of your resources. If you try to retreat anywhere near town or like away from town you can retreat with 60 percent of your resources if you die you only get to keep uh 30 percent of your resources so you don't want to die mm. so you have to like kind of gauge like do i want to escape now or not um and once you've gone a certain number of loops you can fight the boss uh there are four chapters, so each chapter has a different boss. I am only on three because the boss of chapter three is fucking insane, and I don't understand mm. how to beat it uh, because at a certain point I couldn't attack it anymore, but it was doing a hilarious amount of damage to me. I don't know what the fuck was going on there. Uh, now I am grinding for resources uh, because I need celestial orbs to make the final buildings, and they drop never. Mm. Uh and in some cases, like you have to get 10 pieces of something to make one of the full resource. So like usually each run I'm getting one or none of the pieces to make this fucking thing. I actually did. I figured out a way to grind it out earlier. Oh, before nice. this, so I Which, think I can. 
I mean, you did, you said before the podcast, you've put in over 30 hours. Of yeah. So I'm at like 31 or 32 hours. Um, but <laughs> it was mainly like a thing where it was like, oh, this is weird. And like, it kind of plays itself, but it really, mm-hmm. because of that, it allows me to have something on another monitor. And right. so I can like half pay attention to both because the game is mostly plays itself. Um, and I don't know. It seems like something that a lot of people like because it is like different enough from the normal roguelite formula that it's like feels fresh. Uh, it feels like there are no other games really like it out there at mm-hmm. the moment. Um, and they've in that in the week since they released, they've sold 500,000 copies. And like they said, they are working on quality of life patches. Like right now, you can only either change the speed to one times or two times speed. So they are adding more speed options. They're going to add more enemies and things. Mm. Uh, and so cool. like I, I think over time, they will be adding more to that. But I'm definitely going to beat it uh because i just need to beat it you need to say you accomplish this and beat yes it, so. because i i like it enough that i can mm-hmm. just keep doing it over and over again or whatever um yeah and it's like you when you unlock buildings in the camp you I, like it'll add to your heroes like base strength or like you can craft materials that you couldn't before or whatever um you basically just get buffs and stuff so you just get stronger over time the more stuff you make uh but yeah i i have very much enjoyed it um i was not expecting to only play that this week but that is what happened Mm -hmm. um and i will probably beat it this weekend so awesome yeah uh so uh while you're getting the frosty ready Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do something unprecedented oh my god so Yes. Um, so you can just start doing the Frosty. Okay. And uh, to our listeners at home, if anybody plays Pokemon Go. Oh, dear God. Uh, I've still been playing that. And my code, it, my friend code is 62806653832. That's 62806653832. You know, just, just send me a friend request and we can be friends and then I'll send you a gift. Because I have a lot of gifts to give out, and I might as well start giving them out. So, yeah. Uh, and Manny's still not done. Do I need I'm to read not... it one more time? <laughs> no, I think the one I just picked up was blank. Oh, oops. Uh, okay. Uh, he, Manny's he's shaking up. He's, he's going big. I'm shaking it. Okay, we've got it. Okay, Ratchet and Clank. Oh, that's a good one. That's actually a really good one for coming up here in, uh, what, May something? Uh, June 11th. June 11th, so... I was a little. It's one little of the off. three release dates I remember off the top of my head <laughs> at this moment. You haven't played one in. I haven't probably played like, one since I was in college. I was going to say over ten years now. Yeah, it was the last PS3 one, I believe. Mm. But you have the the PS4 one. You just never wanted to play it because uh, you're like, I played this. Yes, I well, I've seen it played. I didn't play mm. most of the original ones on PS2. My brother played them all. Mm, uh i mm. so i own most of them except for a couple which he rented and beat right but I, I have seen every ratchet and clank game played to completion except for all for one quest for booty and that might be it and, I have... oh, and the new ratchet and clank which i mean like you saw the first one so yeah yeah like... yeah I, a quest for booty i think i played that one because that's a really short one. yeah it was like a downloadable standalone one yes and that was that was only a, a few hours so i i played that one when i signed up for uh the ps now back mm. when it was called ps now 
I was like, I liked Ratchet and Clank. I should just check this out. So I did, and I, I played through it. It was all right, and it was uh, short. And then All for One, isn't that, like, that's not a... No, it was like a weird four-player game for PS3. It was very yeah. strange. I played the first, like, hour and a half or something with a friend, and mm. I neither one of us really liked it, so we stopped yeah that that was a that was just like a weird different thing yeah right? it was a, yeah. it was a weird different thing um because yeah uh, i think you would play as like the villains were there too or something i don't know it was, mm-hmm. it was weird uh so like really but my big big experience with this was the 2016 mm-hmm. uh which i'm very sad i didn't play this back because i think i would have loved it back in the day oh yeah um because it, it is it's just like i i Growing up, I loved Spyro, and this is like, I, I'm gonna say, I'm guessing Ratchet and Clank was considerably better than Spyro. Uh, I would, I would say that as someone who uh, very doesn't like Spyro. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, as someone who does like Spyro, I'm willing to say that like Ratchet and Clank is probably a lot better. Than but Spyro. like, just in general, I am more in the PS2 camp, uh, whereas sure. like PS1 is Crash and Spyro, and PS2 is Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Daxter. I would way rather play a Jack and Daxter game or a Ratchet and Clank game than uh, Crash or Spyro, to be honest. Yeah, like, uh, Ratchet and Clank just has so much, like, personality. It does, and, like, that's why I think Naughty Dog has, like, come up as a developer. Is like the... uh, Insomniac? Oh, sorry, Insomniac. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just... I don't know, like the whole Ratchet and Clank thing is just, like, it's based on charm, right? Like, at first, yes. it just seems like another... 3d platformer except that they have guns but then all of the guns are like wild <laughs> shit like you mm-hmm. shoot out a disco ball and all the enemies yeah, yeah. dance or you turn they them have into, to dance or you they... turn them into sheep like just mm-hmm. like weird wild shit right right uh there's like the pixelator that just like turns them into pixels mm-hmm. um but yeah i, I love doing that the, i can't think of the name the disco ball to like bosses because the bosses are like we gotta do that to you uh because like there was a boss that actually did that to you and then you would have to dance Mm -hmm. um but yeah like it's just interesting seeing like these two characters ratchet and clank uh ratchet is the he's a lombax which i mean is is, uh, the last one of his species quote or is he or is he oh uh spoilers for the the rift apart (laughs) uh but yeah like he's just kind of like a lovable like he kind of looks like a fox type of animal type Mm -hmm. creature and then Clank is just like a little robot that he's like a rejected robot. Yeah, but then like in the PS3 ones, he is revealed to be like a fucking time wizard mm-hmm. or time lord or some shit. I can't remember exactly what they use. So then in the later games, especially the last PS3 one, you use Clank to like solve time based puzzles. Mm-hmm. And they're like pretty fun. He has like a weird time staff. Shit is fucking bizarre. Uh, but like that changed those later games in a way that like made it more than sure. just the shooting like it added in puzzle elements where you play as just clank uh and they get separated sometimes or like if they're together then clank is what you use in banjo kazooie style to like have more like upwards boost or like more hover, right, hover right. time or whatever because he acts as the jetpack in some cases um 
yeah, I don't know. And it like, to me, Ratchet and Clank was cool because even though it was a 3D platformer, like it just added fun new elements to that genre. Like the guns were fun, grinding around with this fucking weird grind shoes. Like you're playing Sonic Adventure. I always thought was super fun. And like, they lean pretty heavily into that. Uh, The later ones add like, spaceship fighting segments and mm-hmm. shit and then you like can upgrade the ship and do all that kind of stuff it, it's just it's a very interesting thing and i think right. jack and daxter did a lot of the same type of stuff back then except then they went in a slightly different direction where it was just those games didn't evolve very much. well i guess i can't say that like jack and daxter one is basically like what every other 3d platformer was where it's like happy mm-hmm. fun time yes and like he's a kid and then in two, they were like, what if it was dark as fuck? And then they like mm-hmm. live in a weird hellish future <laughs> nightmare. And then three took that to a wild extreme. Uh, it's so fucking weird. Man. Those games are so weird. <laughs> Whereas Ratchet and Clank definitely kept the more fun vibes. For yes. Sure. Yeah. Yes. And, and that, I think that's why we're both excited for Rift Apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so sad that I don't have a PS5, but that's all right. I'll have to. I, I have faith I'll get one by the end of the year. That's that's, yeah, that's yeah. my hope. Because mm-hmm. um, like I will be very sad if we're talking in like December and I still haven't been able to play Rift Apart. Because <laughs> uh, I do think I'm going to really like it. Because I just I I like Insomniac games. I'm always talking about some Insomniac game that I like, and uh, I mean even just like um, Sunset Overdrive that I talk all the time. I mean it has elements of Ratchet and Clank with the guns and like just like the different personality. Now the, the thing is, Ratchet and Clank has a lot better guns than like Sunset Overdrive did. Unfortunately, like when you've made like let me see here, I have it pulled up here. They've made one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10 11 12 yeah like now they're working on like basically 13 different ratchet and clank games uh they're gonna come up with a lot of gun ideas so then like when they make a new franchise like they've already done so much as is so yeah but but when but the other nice thing is they really haven't made a new one since before the nexus uh into the nexus and before the nexus um that's been eight years yeah which was the last one i played uh, so like that's the last like real one. So, uh, like this will be very exciting to see. Like now that they've had some time away from it, like I'm sure they're very they have some like great ideas kind of built up type of thing. So, um, and yeah, I mean, a rift apart seems like it has unique mechanics that specifically take advantage advantage of the SSD on the mm-hmm. PS5 at least. Like the whole conceit is there are like a parallel universe or whatever. And Ratchet is able to like whip himself into a different universe. And then mm-hmm. because of the SSD, like those assets are able to load instantly and stuff like that, which is not really something that has been able to be shown in most games because most games have not been made specifically for either Xbox Series X or PS5. Like, right. The only game I've really had those experiences with are Miles Morales on PS5 and, uh, Astrobot, like Miles Morales, literally has zero load time on the PS5. Like, sure, sure. The the speed at which that game goes from not being launched to launched, and then you being in the game is like three seconds maximum, and it's fucking insane to just see no load times and have him walk out of the subway. So mm. I, I mean, even given more time, I'm sure Insomniac will do wild shit because they had already done Miles Morales, but 
you know, it's Ratchet and Clank will be cool. Yes, sure. uh, yeah. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see where that story goes. And another thing is, like, we talked about how it is a third-person shooter, but, like, it's actually, like, a competent, well-made third-person shooter. It is, and, like, well. that's that's another thing that where I think Ratchet and Clank sets itself apart and isn't just, like, another 3D platformer is, mm. while it does have 3D platforming segments, depending on which game it is, those aren't necessarily the focus. But, and right. It, you can focus very well on combat and like different play styles with depending on which guns you choose to use and upgrade like uh like ratchet and clank deadlocked was one of the last ones on ps2 and that was like way less about platforming and was mostly like about they were like held hostage in like some fucking like arena game show thing and so it was a lot more about like combat arenas than mm-hmm. platforming and stuff like that right and so like that game i thought was really cool and yeah just like you you can use the gun they're all effective like all the guns are effective and so you make your own play style Mm -hmm. and go from that so those games also focus more on combat than a lot of those same 3d platformers did in that same era right right because usually 3d platformers combat is not is not the uh not the (laughs) go-to No, it's usually just jump on a person's head yes, and that's about it. Exactly. Uh, so like this having like a third person, you know, combat, but then also having like G- like RPG elements where you're leveling up the guns and making them stronger depending on as you said your playstyle. It it also just kind of what I like about that is it encourages you to try other guns mm-hmm. and like cuz it's like I've already maxed out this gun now I might as well just try to max out other guns instead of like using the best gun. I don't know if you're the same way. It's like, I'm, I might as well now switch to other guns and try to like level them up. Usually. Yeah. Cause I am a psycho and want to level mm-hmm. up every gun. Uh, sure. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so I guess we're the same there instead of like using the guns that like obviously are going to be the best, you know, you, you have to level up other stuff. But yeah, and, and like in ratchet and clank though, it's cool too, because when the guns upgrade it's usually like meaningful changes yeah so it's like oh you can shoot out way more of the mm-hmm. sweet disco balls or right. like they have different effects or properties so usually if you're upgrading the guns to the max level like they are different in a meaningful way yes and that is also very cool yeah because like they like each gun only levels up like what probably three four times from yeah what i remember yeah so like every time, as you said, it's very meaningful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but like also like you're constantly switching between different guns because like you don't get a lot of ammo per gun. So like uh, yeah, like I, I don't know. I Ratchet and Clank definitely does feel like like a very unique 3D platformer to the point where like I almost don't even consider it a platformer. Mm-hmm. I consider it more of a third person shooter with platforming elements. But yeah, that's yeah that's kind of just nitpicky and that's just personal preference type of thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is definitely one I've been wanting to go back to just to kind of like scratch that itch a little bit. And I have it downloaded on my PS4. So it's definitely something I want to check out, mm-hmm. especially now that I have the 4k TV. And from what I hear, like, even though I don't have the PS4 pro from what I hear, like it is like, this is like the 2016 ratchet and clank was one of those games that like, when you have a 4k TV, you have to check out type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It looks very good for sure. Yes. Yeah. It was very pretty. And like the art style works because like it isn't, it isn't just like matching like reality type of thing like they, there's definitely an art style that it, that goes along with ratchet and clank that i was i was a big fan of as well so um yeah i'm very uh it's nice to, to talk about this game because like uh this is definitely between the two of us um rift apart is one of those games that i think like high on both of our like anticipated list um, yes for sure 
because like a year not isn't the horizon as I am. Nope. I don't think either of us believe that God of War is coming out this year. Oh, definitely, definitely not. <laughs> I would say like zero percent <laughs> chance on that one, probably. Uh, <laughs> so like, in like every year at the end of the year, our top ten list, we have like one or two games uh, that are both on our like that are on both our lists, and like if we're both able to play Rift Apart, I think it'll be on both of our lists. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I have total faith in Insomniac mm-hmm. to make a great product, and like, yes. I don't think they would put out their first true PS5 exclusive without it being up to their standards. Mm. I, to be honest, I don't think they have put out a game that wasn't up to their standards apart from Fuse, which I, they had partnered with EA with, and that mm-hmm. probably was a bad time all around for them. So. Yeah. As far as I understand, that was a soul-sucking experience. Oh yeah, really and like it, that, that that is a game that like you look mm. at and you're like, oh, this was focus tested to death. Mm. Uh, uh, it's, and then like right after that, they made Sunset Overdrive, where it was just like all color and mm-hmm. all personality to the point where like most people found it like too much. But it, it like I love that game so much, mm-hmm. and uh, um, and then like we've talked about it ps4 that i mean they did ratchet and clank they did sunset overdrive they did both of the spider-mans i mean they just killed it uh Mm. for the last like i don't know like eight years or so yeah yeah um yes i mean yeah they Uh, had they had a little bit of a dull period like not everyone liked resistance um i did personally i really like resistance one and two but uh three was like oh maybe we should not have returned to mm. this but i mean that was also another one where it's like oh your thing is weird guns like this is a first person shooter but these right, alien right. guns are fucking crazy yeah, yeah um and so that was the coolest part of those games too yeah not like those just feel so different from in, like insomnia we're like most insomniac games i think of color yes and those games are very no, devoid of color no, except yes. for like the bullets of the alien guns in a lot of right. cases and that i that is just endemic of that era that era right like everything Mm -hmm. was like it's a brown first person shooter who's Mm -hmm. fucking in and i just remember watching every trailer back then and being like oh my god when is this when when is this era over and that's why i i mean i always like japanese games more but japanese games generally tend to have more color than right uh, right western games but especially during that time frame like holy shit dude where i think like like the ps4 era like that's where the color came back yeah 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 uh, and I, I hope it stays that way. I, I I don't mind the occasional darker brown game. No, um, I don't either. But I mean, the, think about it. Like the same thing happened with Gorilla, right? Like, I mean, yes. Like look at Killzone. It's like there is zero color in that game except for the Hellgan soldier's red eyes. And then mm-hmm. you look at fucking Horizon, Horizon. which is like, <laughs> a, it's like everything looks like tropical and like dope mm-hmm. as fuck. Like it's lush green and the very deep blues for the water and shit like yes. that. Those games are that game is super colorful so they i think had a similar experience to insomniac well like insomniac made colorful games and then like were kind of forced into like this darker and now they're back to color yeah whereas gorilla was just like oh we started making kill zone yes, this is yes. all we've ever done please yes. god save us from this hell <laughs> and then and then like i know this is going completely off track but then they like were like okay we don't want to make kill zone anymore so we're we just kind of opened it up to like all the developers of like what they want to make and just kind of like like everybody got to pitch and like no one wanted to do a first person shooter and everyone wanted to do something colorful so like (laughs) it's just interesting to see like yeah like that that studio clearly needed to go in a new direction so Mm. like 
and I know you didn't like Horizon, but like it no. did very well for them. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, I think that's another one that like a lot of people are very excited for. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that's probably why it's also coming to the, the PS4. PS4 as well, because yeah, I mean, which... you have such a huge install base, so you might as well, you know. Well, in that one, it, they're probably not fully taking advantage of the PS5. Like, it, the PS4 version will probably be almost identical, but just, like, longer load times. Mm-hmm. Where, like, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, it seems like they are fully taking advantage Oh, yeah, of. they're like, can we push this shit to its mm-hmm. limit? Yeah, yeah. Like, they're pulling a naughty dog, but early on. Huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> so Right, right. And, and as we discussed, there was that news story where, like apparently they're trying to work it out where like every gun is going to feel different with the haptic feedback and stuff. And that is so like, that's tight. Mm. Like that's the kind of shit I want to have happen. That usually only happens at the beginning of a console's life cycle. Mm -hmm. So if you can give me that, I'll take it. Like, let's go, let's do it. And if, I mean, I don't know how different they're going to feel, but like, even if like some of the guns have a little more resistance or something, I think, I think you'll enjoy it enough. Yeah. Like, and okay, I mean, like meaningful. even, even Hitman three has enough resistance that it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is in- interesting mechanic. You know what I mean? So like, right. if, if even fucking IO can do it in a multi-platform game that they like are barely trying on with the haptic mm-hmm. feedback, like Insomniac will do something really cool with it for sure. Yes. So. Insomniac in, ended up being like probably Sony's like biggest pickup in a very long time. Yeah, and like, I just I think it's when they got bought, it was like, yeah, mm-hmm. why didn't this happen so long ago? <laughs> like they were basically already a first party studio yes. except for like two games. So like, what the fuck? Why did this happen? Yeah, and it's just like and it, they were they were really cheap for. Oh, they were wicked cheap <laughs> for the amount of money they had made mm-hmm. Sony over the years. Like, yeah, that's why I think that shit's crazy. Right. I I bet they got like a really good deal for like considering like how cheap it was. Like they probably have a lot of creative liberty oh, yeah. uh, with the studio, which I'm sure is more important to them than the higher ups like getting extra money type of things. So, mm-hmm. Like yeah, like this is like Insomniac is definitely one of those studios that like top five studio like video game developer for me. Yeah. Um, God. They just like them and Naughty Dog are probably my top two favorites. So like and like that is why I'm always going to be a Sony pony, and and that's why I'm so sad that I don't have a PS5 yet. <laughs> yeah, makes uh, sense. Uh, mm. But I think I think that's all I've got about Ratchet. And Clank, yeah, yeah. I mean Ratchet and Clank, it's awesome. You guys should check it out. They, I think they're still giving away that game for free for the rest of the month. So yeah, if you haven't. So. If you haven't gone onto the PlayStation Store and downloaded it, uh, definitely do that because mm-hmm. it 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 is a you're you're going you're not going to regret it. You're going to have a pretty good time with it. So. No, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that'll do it for us here. As always, mm-hmm. the theme song is "Sting Operation" by the band Anamanaguchi. Excellent chiptune band. Check them out, uh, and you can check us out next week. Peace out. Peace out.